Friends, you're listening to episode 466 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today, you're going to get a two-for-one defining diabetes as Jenny Smith and I define beta cells and C-peptide. There's actually some bonus bonus stuff in this two-for-one. It's almost a four-for-one, but I don't want it to get confusing. So you'll see as it goes. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. After you're done listening to the podcast today, head to omnipod.com forward slash juicebox and take the pod for a test drive. You can ditch your daily injections or send your pump packing. Try the Omnipod tubeless, wireless, continuous insulin management system. All you have to do is head to omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. And when you get there, you're going to find out if you're eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. That is crazy. Just get over, the, I mean, for free, for a whole month. Uh, I know you know this, but there are 12 months in a year. You're getting one twelfth of the year for free. You may be thinking right now, Scott, is Omnipod still offering the free no obligation demo pod at omnipod.com forward slash juicebox? Well, yes, they are. So head on over and see what option is right for you. There are also links in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. If you can't remember, omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. I feel like I say this a lot at these in the beginning of these defining episodes, but I'm just going to come clean and tell you that I hear people say C-peptide all the time, and I don't know what it means. Uh, the, and, but here's my best story. A person who I saw online once who's been alive for just, you know, must be 80 years old, said type 1 diabetes their whole life, talked about one time how he missed older insulin because of C-peptide. And I never understood what he was saying. And I'm wondering if, like, was there, did there used to be an additive in insulin that doesn't exist anymore? Am I confusing two phrases? Jenny's face is telling me I'm completely wrong about this. No, it's a really, well, and the statement in and of itself, you're not necessarily wrong, but. Did they used to add? Older insulin, they wouldn't have added C-peptide. There's no purpose. So okay. I, I think the definition of C-peptide will give you reason for like the faces that clearly nobody else can see <laughs> that I'm making to you to yeah. look absurd. Well, uh. well it, it, it kind of goes to my confusion about it because no one says these, this word out loud ever. Like I am as involved in people talking about type 1 diabetes as any person could be. And no one says C-peptide, but I think it's important to understand. So that's why I'm going to pick your brain for it. So what is it? So it's easy. It's actually, um, it's a byproduct essentially of insulin production. So in your pancreas, not outside insulin, like from your bottle or your vial that you pump in or in, you, you inject in pancreatic insulin that is created, mm -hmm. um, has a, has C peptides, which are really just amino acids. It's like a structure, right? Mm -hmm. And 
when the insulin is made, think of it as a round ball for lack of a better visual. Okay. And when insulin gets released into the bloodstream, a part of it gets cleaved off from the, the creation and that part, which looks like a C, I don't okay. know which way it looks better for you. <laughs> um, so it's called C-peptide. C-peptide, to my understanding, really has no has no purpose off of the creation of the insulin. Once insulin gets into the bloodstream and is doing its job, C-peptide is left over sort of like byproduct. Okay. And so it floats around and it's a marker of how much insulin is being produced by the beta cells in the body. But outside generically created insulin or lab created insulin does not have C-peptide in it. It was not created by the body. So that's why somebody with diabetes, even using rapid insulin or a basal insulin or anything, they can still have C-peptide levels drawn to see what is their actual beta cell put out, if any, Mm -hmm. because the injected insulin doesn't have it. So it doesn't make a difference. But does it, that no, it does. Off? It does, but it doesn't. So it doesn't do anything. There's no fu- like C peptide has no function. It's just a measurement we use to say, okay. So the the less I'm assuming the less C peptide that can be found with testing is an indication of less and less insulin being produced. Correct. By the exactly. By the pancreas. So okay. there are, there are markers, you know, certain lab levels that if it's under this level. That's diagnostic diagnostic of type one diabetes. Some people get their C peptide levels tested through the course of the years, you know, to see is it declining? Is my C peptide level? I'm obviously still type one, but is it kind of like stabilized? Am I not really losing any more betas or whatever? I mean, quite honestly, obviously, we know that once you have type one diabetes, you have type one diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, um, but I think another way to like think about C-peptide in terms of like it being a byproduct. It's sort of like when you're burning like wood in your fireplace, C-peptide is like the smoke that just sort of like, it doesn't really have a purpose. It's not going to give you heat. It smells nice maybe, but it doesn't really like do anything But it's a good measure that there's a fire somewhere. But it's a good measure that there's a fire somewhere. Exactly. So it's just a, it's a marker essentially. So that's it. That's why I kind of made that funny face at the comment because older insulin, and I'd have to do some homework, but older insulin, to my knowledge, didn't really, I mean, it wouldn't have had C-peptide for a benefit of the insulin action. It makes me wonder if, I hate to say this like this, but it makes me wonder how sometimes people see things that aren't really there. Like maybe this person saw their C-peptide like falling more after they switched to more modern insulins and made the correlation or I mean, could, could the older insulins have protected beta cells? No, right. It doesn't feel there's no, there's no, I mean, really the only protection from beta cells in the initial diagnostic time period is the faster you get containment of your blood sugar, Mm -hmm. the less stress on those betas, as well as the knockdown of the immune system that is constantly trying to destroy them. So you, you add in sort of this outside insulin to keep the blood sugars controlled, which means the betas don't have to work as hard. So you may, in terms of that, help preservation of the beta cells initially. Um, so the better control from the beginning, the more betas you're likely to 
retain. Okay. In, well, in a general sense, if right. that makes so sense. Let's combine this. Let's just keep going for a second. And yeah. I know this probably seems overly simplistic, but maybe it isn't. All right, so we've already talked about the Omnipod, and you can go check out that free 30-day trial of the Dash system at omnipod.com forward slash juicebox, as well as demo pods, and just go see if you're eligible. But we still haven't spoken about the Dexcom G6 today. At dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, you can learn more about the Dexcom G6, Siri integration, that it's indicated for children two and above, that you can share your data with up to 10 followers, and that there is smart device compatibility with tons of phones that are both Android and iPhone. There are customizable alerts and alarms that will let you know if you're heading higher or lower and leaving the range that you get to set. There's so much going on with the Dexcom G6. It gives back... You know what I was going to say? It gives back data that helps us make great decisions, but it just gives back. If you use man-made insulin... The Dexcom G6 is a friend. Check it out at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. There you can get started with the Dexcom G6. It's a tiny bit of information that you fill out and you're on your way. The Dexcom G6 is one of the best decisions we've ever made for my daughter. My daughter and I use the Dexcom G6 every day. Every, every day is not even enough. We just use it constantly. It's there when it needs to be there, and it's not in the way when it doesn't. Check it out. Last thing before Jenny and I define beta cells and some other stuff, don't forget to go to touchedbytype1.org and follow them on Facebook and Instagram, touchedbytype1.org. Just go check them out. You'll be happy that you did. A beta cell is a type of cell found in the pancreatic isolates that synthesize and secrete insulin and amylin. Beta cells make up 50 to 70% of the cells in human isolates. In patients with type 1 diabetes, beta cell mass and function are diminished, leading to insufficient insulin secretions and hyperglycemia. I guess we need to tell people what beta cells are just because they came up and I've never said it out loud on this podcast once, I don't think. Um, so I'm going to do my best and then you're going to tell me everywhere I'm wrong. <laughs> but again, um, going back to an episode I did recently, I found out that beta cells are, are like, you only have like a gram of them in your body. It's apparent. Really? It's apparently it's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's figure that well, out. The pancreas is a very tiny, it's really actually, it's a gland. So the, your, your pancreas is tiny comparative to the very large organs like your liver and your stomach and your heart and everything. I mean, the pancreas is this tiny little right. thing. Um, I, I, that when that was said again, I think in episode 451, I was like, huh, really? Like, you know, like I, I do love doing this podcast because people say things. I'm like, I never do that. But, uh, but so there are these, these beta cells and their job, right? Make insulin and amylin, which I guess we have to say now what amylin is because we keep bringing things up. But um, so, in a nutshell, what do they do? So the, I mean, the the definition of a beta cell really yeah. is just it's 
any of the cells in the eyelets, mm-hmm. eyelets of Langerhans <laughs> is really um, that, that it's just an insulin producing cell as a beta cell. That's essentially what it does. That's it. It makes insulin. And amylin insulin. or um, Jesus, isolate amyloid polypeptide is a 37 residue peptide hormone. It is co-secreted with insulin from the pancreatic beta cells in the ratio of approximately 100 to 1. So does are we not getting amylin either? Mm, if you have type 1 diabetes? That's called Simlin on the market. You okay. know about Simlin? I, I have heard about Simlin, yes. Yeah, it's an injectable form of amylin. Um, it's... So in in the simplest term, yes. If you have type 1 and you have beta cell issue, obviously you're not producing insulin. Well, mm-hmm. if you have beta cell destruction because amylin is also produced there, you also have a lack of amylin. Um, and amylin is, like I said, there is an injectable form of it now on the market. It's been on the market for a long time, actually, called Simlin. Um and it's essentially, I mean, it's a, it's a piece that helps in the way that insulin is used after secreted in terms mostly around mealtime management. So people who use Simlin as a addition to their diabetes management, they take Simlin, it's an injectable, doesn't come as a pill. Mm-hmm. So it's an injectable that you take along with meals. And what it does is it helps to slow some of the fast digestive nature of that spike in the aftermath of a meal. And it also helps to, for many, helps to reduce a bit the amount of actual insulin that you need to cover the meal. So you get a slower glycemic response from a meal, helping to prevent spiking. It also, for many, like I said, helps to bring down the amount of insulin to actually cover the meal. The ADA says amylin is a peptide hormone that is co-secreted with insulin from the pancreatic beta cells and and, and, and is thus deficient in diabetic people. It inhibits glucagon secretion, delays gastric emptying, and acts as a satiating agent. So it yes. helps you feel full? Yes. I actually have somebody I work with. I've not worked with her in about two years or so, but she actually used the tiniest dose of Simlin or Amlin in the afternoon because that was her time that she just she couldn't get over her appetite. Okay. She just was so hungry in the afternoon, despite eating really good lunch, starting with a breakfast, you know, all the tricks that we aim to do, you know, for like decreasing the amount that you might eat. But Simlin did the trick. Hmm. She didn't actually, I mean, she kind of used it in an off-label sense. She just took the tiniest amount in the afternoon, sort of around like two o'clock-ish. Her snacking kind of came into play by about four. And so just that tiny amount of the amylin in her system helped to decrease her desire for food into the afternoon. Okay. Simlin is an injectable medicine for adults with type 2 and type 1 diabetes to control blood sugar. Simlin slows down the movement of food through your stomach, affects how fast sugars enter your blood system after eating. It is always used with insulin to help lower blood sugar during the three hours 
which, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I made a joke with someone the other day. I said, I'm very good at uh, managing blood sugars, and I can't pronounce postprandial. Postprandial? Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's my, uh, that's my genius. I don't know how to say that, and, um, and I still understand what it means. I'm wondering, as I'm sitting here, how many weight, weight loss doctors use Similin off-label. I wouldn't. Yeah, that would be a good question. I don't know. I I don't even know if it would be without a diagnosis, without a diagnosis of diabetes, I'd really question because there are a lot of other, there are a lot of other meds that are specific more for weight management. Well, I found my answer already. It says that um, using it off label without diabetes could endanger patients due to a higher risk of hypoglycemia. Hypo. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It can make you low. Yeah. Because it really does suppress glucagon excretion, mm-hmm. right? And so if you have a decrease of that, you also have less chance of your body responding to lows naturally yeah. like it's supposed to. So, so it doesn't have it doesn't have any use outside of people who have diabetes. Interesting. Not from what I've heard. Yeah. No. That's mm-hmm. interesting. All right. We did it. Right? Yay. We said what awesome. beta cells are. We said what C peptide are. We somehow got into amylin, which took us to simulin, and now we're done. Yay. I'd like to thank Omnipod, Dexcom, and Touched by Type 1 for sponsoring this episode of the Juice Box Podcast. Learn more about Touched by Type 1 at touchedbytype1.org or follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to see if you're eligible for the free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash at omnipod.com forward slash juice box. And of course, check into that Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor at dexcom.com forward slash juice box. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com to all of the sponsors. And there's even a way for you to contact Jenny in there.